Hey, I'm Steve, and this is Steve Oker's group, and this is our recording of the market data. Usually we do these every month. We have been doing that. I'm recording this on the 9th. Kevin will put it out next week when I am down sunny south. Like, i got to find the sun. So, anyways, we're going to get into the data. I want to talk about a little... We started this last... Was it January was our first recording or February? You remember, Mark, Big Kev? was the first recording with February's date. Okay. All right. So we've been at it almost a year, not fully, but we started this about a year ago, really on the idea that the market was going to be changing and we could sort of tell. Also, we felt that um, there was just too much on social media of random people trying to say that they know what's going to go on in the market. And even though I might or might not know in particular, no one was using data. They were just throwing out the market's going to stay the same or it's not going to adjust. And obviously that was not true. Um, it did adjust quite a bit. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So I want to talk a little bit about 2022. And now we're into the new year. So happy new year. If I haven't said that to you already directly, we're excited about 23. And I'll talk a little bit about that excitement. But 22, Kevin put together the big packet. Um, that you guys can download. He'll throw on the bottom of wherever he posts these things. He posts them all over the place. But 22 was a really transitional year, I would say, right? So we went from, even, even when we started these in March, we went from the height of the spring market, but really the height of low interest rates into a movement upwards towards higher interest rates, which then created an affordability issue. And higher interest rates were created because of inflation growing up. So everything got expensive. I was just complaining today. I went for tacos, three tacos, rice and beans, and a drink, $20. You would think tacos would be the cheaper things, but my belly's still happy, but $20. So everything's expensive, including housing right now. But what we're going to find and what we have found in the last... Um, really the last 60 days is our buyer pool is starting to get used to the new normal. It took us a period of time, three to four months of very limited transactions to then equal the new normal. And as we get into spring soon, we're hoping soon, then uh, the new spring market will start, which will be more normal than not. So 22, we were off on a lot of different things. One of the biggest data points that I think I want to point out for 22 that I think will also happen in 23, and that is the amount of transactions that occurred within the year. So traditionally, one, two, three, four years, 18, 19, 20, 21, we were sitting really close to just above 12,000 sales. That's 12,000 sales within our association, the greater Grand Rapids Regional something something. So GRAR, okay? So GRAR itself um, had an average of 12,000 a year. We did 10,800 units this year. So ultimately, we're about 1,500, 1,500 units less sold, which creates an inventory issue but we had been saying there was an inventory issue even before 22, 21, 20, 19, 18. Why do I think we had so many less transactions this year than compared to the years previously? One of the biggest reasons 
for the transaction issue, I think, was because in that run-up of 19, 20, and 21, rates were so low that um, there was a lot of investors that moved into the market to buy single-family homes. Either bigger companies, there's some out of uh, Chicago that bought a lot. There's some pretty big companies that had hedge funds or, or just were individuals with significant cash bought a significant amount of single family homes. We have a gentleman that we've represented over those those two years, he was buying sort of 20 to 30 properties a year, um, and now he's sitting on those. He, did, he bought a couple in the spring, but then he sat out most of the year last year. He took out then that 70, 80, 100 units that he bought, which were mostly single family in Grand Rapids, now are no longer on the market. They are long-term rentals for him, right? Until the market gets to a point where he thinks it's worth selling, but that will probably be five to 10 years from now. He's planning on a long-term game with those. So that's, I think, why we had a lower inventory level um, in sales and transactions because there just wasn't as many homes to put on the market. That's what started the beginning frenzy of the spring market last year. There was very few homes. We were bidding way above, no, no inspections, all those kind of things. Then the interest rate stopped everything, which we had the affordability issue. And people believe that, oh, well, if I just wait a month or if I just wait two months, the rates will come back down, interest rates we're talking about, to a level that is affordable for me. Or if I just wait, then there'll be more inventory for me. You name the reason they just stalled, right? Um, the economy could be bad, you name it. What we're seeing now for 2023 is the, the, the opposite, right? Rates are high still, or higher than what they imagined they were, which were really not representative of a true market. They were bought down to help us through a pandemic. Now we're to normal market standards, right, for an interest rate situation. And in that then, we will find that people just become custom to that new cost. I have to get customary to a $20 taco lunch if I want tacos. I just have to get comfortable with that. If not, I just won't do it. So I might not do it for two weeks and then tacos just will get to my belly again and I will pay $20. So that's what's happening for housing. People just took a little bit of time, three, four months, that it was too expensive. They didn't want to go out for tacos and now they got a raise or they realized that the rent is going up or they have to transition housing because they're moving into town or leaving town to go somewhere else. And so normal, they, it just becomes normal again. So $20 tacos are normal, 6% interest rate or 7% interest rate becomes normal. In the normality, if we continue to stay at only 10,000 units sold a year, what is gonna happen? Inventory's still gonna stay low then because now we've created a normal market at 6%. We only have 10,000 units on the market. So what's gonna happen? We have an inventory shortage. So we're going back to normal economics of supply and demand. There is more demand than there is supply. And so prices will increase. We're seeing that already. We are, what, nine days into the month of January into the year of 23. And we are already helping buyers in the market out this weekend and there is multiple offers on every home that they're seeing agents aren't quite up to speed yet 
So we don't have the delay of submission back yet, but it will come. That'll be my prediction for early 23. We will have a month here, January, February, where it'll be a generally a stable market. You'll only be participating in, in multiple offers with three or four people. And then we'll go back to a low inventory shortage again, normality of interest rates, buyers still wanting to buy, sellers still wanting to sell, and there'll be a low supply, which then values will drastically increase again throughout the marketplace. So that would be my, my push to you is the next 60 to 90 days would be probably your best time of 23 to buy. If you're not ready, that's fine. It always will be there and be ready to help you at any time, but that will be probably your best time is the next 90 days. Then we'll see an increase in value and then we'll be sort of off to the races again. Probably July and August will also see a low again, a dip, as people binge summer and they aren't as busy. Um, people that weren't ready to list their homes yet because kids were graduating from school or whatever that life situation happens. So we'll see the normal patterns, um, but I think we'll have a, generally a pretty decent increase in 23. We talked about that last um, last video of realer.com. Um, I think they said, what, 10% if I remember in value growth for Grand Rapids. I don't think that that's far off. Um, when you're looking at the houses, we were looking at a couple starters for 230. They're getting multiple offers. Multiple offers are going in the 250, 260 for those couple houses that were listed this weekend that we are making offers on for our clients. Well, there's your 10%, right, already, and it's only January 9th. So they already are seeing that 10% growth. So we have a 12% transaction low for last year. Um, the dollar volume almost squeaked to positive, right? So we sold less, so you would think that we have less dollar volume or less total amount of sales in the dollar pricing, but it squeaked 1%, right? So that just means that each house was more expensive last year. So we sold less, but they were worth more. Again, they don't have to sell as many tacos if they sell them for 20 bucks instead of $10, because I was mentally prepared for a $12 lunch, not a $21 lunch. So they don't have to sell as many. So they balance that cost. Um, so increase in cost is there, 1% above. The only other, there was a couple other things, Kev, that I thought were interesting. Let me find them a second. Uh, medium hair price. Oh, the other thing was the majority of volume is in the 200 to 450. So really, uh, most of our clients right now, if they're in the starter price point, the starter price point isn't 150 anymore. The starter price point really seems to be about 250 on average. Um, that's what we're generally seeing. Um, and then you're then you're bumping 250 to 325. 350 seems to be your first time home buyers in that $100,000 range. And then you see a gap between 350 and 400. And then all of a sudden you're above 400. So um, anything that's a, a suburban house, the Byron Centers, the Rockfords, the Caledonias, all of that stuff's in the 400s now. Um, so you, you just sort of have that, that grouping. 450 and above, um, that that was not a huge market. It actually was bigger than than the under 200. So still is moving, just not as much. Um, if you're in that price point above 450, um, we are seeing an inventory increase in that price point in some of the markets where new construction is still happening. 
And so the, the, the value of those two are not balancing out. So I can buy a new home for 550 in some of those suburban areas, or I could buy a used home that's 10, 12, 15 years for only like 50 grand difference. That's not enough of a differentiator for a buyer not to buy the new one. Even though the basement might not be finished or the landscaping's not in, or you think your blinds are worth something super special, like it, you got to create a bigger gap there. And so we are seeing that stuff in the mid fours used sitting up for a little bit longer. And there's more of you on the market that think that you should be able to get top dollar for your house because you've been able to the last couple of years without doing a whole lot. And I think that will be also some of the transition for 23. You used to be able to sell just about anything the last two years and get some money out of it. Now the buyers are expecting you to maintain that home to a certain standard. They don't really want to put more money into it because their monthly payment is already higher than what they expected it to be. So the affordability issue, they're having to put a bigger down payment to get to their affordability level. They don't have money to fix up your house. You have to fix it up and maintain it for them. The only big drop that we did see um, on average last month, we went down to 9.8.90% of sale price. So that means that in November and December when things closed, the, the, the sale price was actually on average below their list price. So we had been telling everybody last spring, add 10% and then add an emotional number over top of that which is what happened in March, April, May. We were at 107, 106, 106, and 105. So that was that add 10% plus more, right? Which made the averages be that high. Now we're saying, yeah, we could probably write full price on this. Or maybe we could ask for some closing costs, or maybe we could ask for you to pay some points. I think that that conversation occurred for, as we saw a huge increase of supply in June and July, but not transactions. So the supply grew, so supply and demand, supply grew with less buyers. So that's what played out in November and December and some in October as well. Um, but I think what you're gonna find is it's gonna start tricking the, the back up, right? I think we're gonna start seeing, we'll see in January, which will be our February update if we get back to 100% or if we stay around this 98. But then I think in the spring, we'll start heading back up again um, to get, get that. Um, I don't know if we'll get back to 107. That might be a little, that might be unrealistic. I think that was a little pre-buying because they knew rates was go, going up and wanted to get before they, they could. But um, so I think that's about it. My notes here, 22, how did we do? I think we did pretty good, Kev. In general, I hope that you found this informational. Um, I definitely am getting a lot more phone calls by people that have followed along. Kevin's gonna throw this up on a podcast. I might be popular at some point. We'll see. Big Kev, you might need to get on camera a little bit more for us to get some more people to like us. Um, 23, how do we feel? I think we feel that there's gonna be an inventory shortage still for next year, that values will increase. Will they increase as much as they have the last couple of years? Probably not. Um, but do I believe that they'll still increase? Yes. Housing still is something that you can plan on and increase over time. Sometimes it doesn't increase as much as you hope, sometimes a little less. But I think in general, even if our economy bumps along this year, 
um, will still be pretty stable in West Michigan um, with the amount of people moving in still and maintaining, also people graduating from schools, colleges, those kind of things wanting to stay in this area. Um, jobs are still good in West Michigan. Um, the, um, yeah, and then just what's, what to watch out for. Um, let me think, what to watch out for. One would be making sure that you understand um, different loan products that are out there. Um, some are uh, pretty awesome and some aren't, right? Understanding the cost of a mortgage, right? So not just interest rate. We have had a number of conversations with <clears throat> buyers that are very focused on interest rate um, and then get gouged um, in either higher closing costs by a lender or um, ultimately putting a lot more down and then not having some savings for rainy day situations. Um, during the transition of the foreclosure crisis, that would be the biggest thing that we saw is not the fact that the price of their home came down so much. It was one amortized loans or arms and I have seen a lot of lenders start pushing arms again, which scares me a little bit, right? That they say, well, in five years, you'll make more, so you'll be fine. In three years or seven years, let's get you to the payment now, and then we can refinance you later. I'd much rather you get into something solid and stable on a monthly payment that is affordable for you, and then your increase of your wages, if they occur, allow you to feel a little bit safer and a little bit more protected. The other thing is I'd like to, you to balance how much you put down to make sure that you have some savings um, to make that payment happen. Even if you have to have a little bit of a higher payment for less down, but you can save some money for that rainy day situation. So um, that would be the things I'd say watch out for. Um, not that lenders are trying to be predatory like they were, during the foreclosure crisis, I think majority of them are that are still in the business um, have have ultimately wanted to look out for your best interest, but they do not have a backup anymore. Their backup was refinances, so they have lost 30 to 40 percent of their transactions, and so that they get paid on commission. A lot of them, or most of them, are paid on commission, and so if they're not doing as many deals then they're gonna come up with different things to try to get more deals to happen. So in that, they might not be best deals for you, it's best deals for them to get transactions done. So we are more than willing to look through where you're getting financing and talk through the options that are out there. We're not lenders, um, I don't have any financial background other than just selling a lot of houses and the data that Kevin puts out. So I do wanna give that caveat, it's, it's my feelings and my thoughts on the market. Uh, I don't have a degree, barely graduated from high school, so I'm, I'm lucky that I can even talk about this stuff with you guys. Um, but I think 16 years of experience hopefully comes through and you find this stuff of value. That's, I think, it, Kev. That's probably our longest one, but we're wrapping up last year, creating a storyline for next year. Kevin will keep me on point. If I said wrong things, he'll holler at me next month. This is January. 23's update on what happened last year and where we're going for next year. I'm Steve Okers, Big Kev's behind the camera. Thank you guys.